Happy December 1st, everybody. Today we're talking uh, <laughs> Tom Ford versus Melania Trump and discrimination at the Olive Garden and much more on Black Hollywood Bit Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. Bro, I'ma give it to you with no trivia. Roll like cocaine straight from Bolivia. Oh, hey! Third down. There you go. Then you got to do it like this, right? Hey! 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 Black Hollywood Lives this week. I'm your host, Daryl Kristen, and I have my Wu-Tang Clan with me today. Joining me is Courtney Stewart. What's up, y'all? DJ Jesse J. Rachel True. Hi. <laughs> and our very special guest today, we have Jen Pinto and David Bianchi from hey. All Out Dysfunction, which is on DVD. Check it out. We got it right here. Yay. We're gonna talk about it a little bit more, but we want to, you know, I want you to see the inside and the Everybody back and the outside. Look at that it's real. It's on DVD. It's real sexy. It's real. It's real. It's real. I got an autographed copy right there. We got a lot of fun topics today. Mm-hmm. Fire. Fire. Look, Rachel's still pulling the beat. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm still trying to find it. I was like, there it is. No, you there found it. You found it. This is this is. In your... case we call back to it, go. <laughs> right, right, right. Get it. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you for having us. And selecting us. this song, Jen Pinto. Welcome, welcome. Hey, no. That's the mood that we're in today. Right? Everybody who knows me knows me that I'm a Wu-Tang fan, so oh, when you yeah. asked me, I had a... I feel that. Love I received it. that, Your accent is making that. me homesick, girl. Oh, yes. Where you from? East New York, Brooklyn. Right? Hey. I know. Hey. I'm, I'm hey. an East Village girl. Right. East Coast. That's East right. Coast. Love yes. it. The double East Coast. Yeah, yeah. man. You're dressed for the East Coast today. So no, but you know what? I dress how I feel. True. I feel that. And it's been I cold as hell. Constant oh. roar in my stomach. I feel you. It needs to come out. I feel you got the lion and everything. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like like so that's the mood. That's the mood we're in today. All right, we're going to get into these topics so we can talk about all our dysfunction DVD release. Okay. Boom. All right, so I was watching The View yesterday, and Tom Ford, yes, the uh, designer, was on there. Um, which I don't think I've ever actually watched an interview with Tom Ford before and realized how cool he is. Yes, he's really cool. Um, but Talented so filmmaker, he, too. Yeah, he's a filmmaker. Yeah. He, and he has that new uh, new film, Nocturnal. His second feature's coming out. Yeah, second, second feature. Nocturnal yeah. Animals, Animals with Jake Gyllenhaal and Looks Amy really Adams. Looks really good. Yeah. Um, but so he was on there and the girls asked him... Um, that why he would not make a dress for Melania Trump. Right. And he said, well, I wouldn't make it for her. And even though I, I'm, a, I'm a Democrat, I support Hillary. He said, I wouldn't want to make a dress for her either. He said, I don't think it's appropriate. The, um, um, the woman of the house should not be wearing um, clothing of that grand. It's too expensive for her. She should be wearing something that's more relatable to the everyday per- everyday woman. Like Michelle Obama and the J. Crew thing. How she was doing. So, but then yeah. they came out to say, well, you dressed Michelle so Obama. Obama yeah. And he said, well, to meet I'm... the queen. That's yes. what he said. I, yeah. I'm from London. She was meeting the queen. I found that moment appropriate. So what do you guys think? Like, is do, do you take that? I mean, here you are living in the grandest house of the United States. I mean, is it really... Well, I, I mean, mean the, the White House is a downgrade for the Trump family. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's, actually, got, yeah, he's right. got, I mean, that's kind of humble of a start. Yeah. It's like right. a motel. Yeah. It's like Trump, people right. have slept here before. I mean, <laughs> Melania doesn't want to be there. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I personally don't agree. I mean, clearly the Trump, administ- the Trump administration has completely reshaped the rules. Yeah. yeah. They come yeah. for money. They stand for money. They want money on every piece of what they are. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's sort of like their brand. Now, I like the fact that Tom Ford doesn't want to buy it into that yeah. and I do agree that there is a certain idea that you should be more relatable to the community which sure. is what Michelle yeah. Obama did really really well yeah. so I, I agree with Tom Ford I think that he's making a cool stance for his own brand and he's entitled to that yeah yeah because yeah, he was saying that on average his clothes are like $3,500 yeah. per item yeah. but I, way I, for you to be relatable Tom right exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I completely agree with that I mean I, well, okay okay. there's two parts to it I agree in a sense of sure you know you want to have someone who you look at first lady the president and you can relate to them but on the flip side look at the days of John F. Kennedy and Jackie well, Onassis. Well, Jackie, Jackie O'Neill. Jackie O'Neill. Yeah. didn't wear everyday women clothing. Yeah. Yeah. But so, she sort of introduced that idea of this like super high-end couture like as yeah. the White House or First Lady, whatever. And so, I mean, it was new, a new concept at that point. Yeah. 
So, I mean, you know, I kind of look at it as like that you look at the, you used to look at the president and the first lady as someone who maybe you aspire to be or, or, or that you looked up to. And I feel like sometimes with the way you present yourself is also a part of that. So your clothing. Because, I mean, J. Crew, it's a little more relatable, but it ain't relatable to me. Not, listen. <laughs> not, not yeah. sure. I don't, I don't J. I, Crew me, went up prices. Yeah. You know. Me personally, I'm not looking at somebody by what they're wearing. I'm sorry. That does not impress yeah. me or yeah. do anything for me at yeah. all. That's because like, you're a New Yorker and the rest of the country is a little different. <laughs> need to catch up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Like, I'm not going to... Like, admire you more or less because of you have fancy clothes that you don't. Like, I don't even care about that. I'm not worried about what you're wearing. I'm worried about what you're thinking, what you're doing. Yep. I'm thinking nothing for you the know? record right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's what my focus is. And I just think that in general, like, everybody's so focused on so many of the materialistic and superficial things that they're lost in what is happening in this world because they're focused on that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's actually what he you. was getting at. I think that's what he was getting yeah. at, even though, I mean, it was yeah. like sort of a short comment, like, and, and, and part of it, he also mentioned that she's not really his brand. So yeah. I think that's what he was saying. Yeah. I think that's what he was saying. Yeah. 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 turned her down yeah. years ago. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't just It wasn't just about the environment. But I do think he was also speaking to the environment that we're living in economically right now and all of that, like, maybe it isn't the best thing that you're rocking Tom Ford because we really got some people that need some shit right now and you don't need a $5,000 dress or whatever it is. So, I don't know. That's true. I right. find more controversy, like, with what his opinion of her as a person actually is. Like, why'd you turn her down three years ago? Like, yeah. what's his jawline? She has new Does she fetish. walk a certain kind of way? Right. <laughs> I would love to know. Uh, love to know. All right. So, in another set of news, I'm going to start it off with the story. So, the other day I got a phone call from a friend and um, she was like, Jesse, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh, why? What, what's wrong? She said, I heard about the new letter that they added to the LGBT. And I was like, what? Q? And she was like, Q? No, what's that? I never heard of that. She said, no, P. And I was like, P? I was like, oh, I mean, I guess I'm like, what is P? She said pedophile. I said, girl, they are not going to attach pedophile to LGBTQ, like... It was just so crazy. So I said, where did you get this information from? So she sends me this link. So then it gets into... Is it from Facebook? Well, it, I <laughs> don't get your news from Facebook, no, people. But hold on. Go, go on. So <laughs> there, yeah, there's a little bit of a pull from what this story is saying. But I, the point of all this is, is that it's 2016. As we go into 2017, it's very important to make sure that your kids, and more so not the kids, more so older adults, because like I have to be checking my mama sometimes, like, Mom, that's not a real news story. It's not a real news source. Um, to be media savvy here, uh, to make sure you guys are checking your sources, where you guys are getting certain information from. Um, like it says, statistics show that about 700 billion kids are influenced by advertisements online. There's so many times, Pete, there are stories online yeah. that you, it's so easy to click and it, it, it's vi- it goes viral and everyone thinks it's a real story and then you yeah. look at it and it's things like The Onion or you know right. different blog sites or people yeah. who just want clickbait. Yeah. Um, so really making sure that you are updating your, your kids and making sure that they know what they are clicking. Who made this? Who is the target audience? Who paid for this ad? Who gets paid if you click on it? Who might benefit or be harmed by this message? What is left out of this message that might be important? And is this credible? Um, you guys can check out projectlooksharp.com and uh, they give you some other ways to check out, like checking um, the URL. There's different ways to make sure it says like HTTPS is a locked site, you know? Yeah. Um, and just making oh, sure the that. the S is for security? Yes. Yeah. Who knew? But see, little things <laughs> like that, that, and it's actually. like, you know what I mean? For years, you know, I didn't know that for years until like last year I came across that. Um, and different dot coms, understanding what each one of those means and what it can take you to. Dot UE will take you to a virus. You know what I mean? Like there's different things that you just gotta also, be. So that's why point. that happened. No, just not. <laughs> but also, I wanna throw in, I got a really realistic looking email from Apple this week. It yeah. looked like it was from Apple saying somebody had used my account. Da, da, da. And I looked at, I clicked on the link actually, like an idiot. It, and it took me to a page where it was like, input your password. And, yeah. and so I knew right away not to. But then I looked at where it came from, and it was Apple. But then if you look in the parentheses of the address, it was some kind of effed up yep. thing. Yeah. So it was obviously fake. So watch out, because I'm fairly computer savvy, and I still clicked on it. Well, you know what else you have to watch out for is, uh, so I was on my Apple Mac, and it had a virus on it. So it gives you a number to call. So you call the number, and it looked legitimate. Yeah, like yeah. you said, it looked straight up like from the Apple right. store. Like, 
I, wow. I was I was freaking out. I called this number, and I should have known that it was something off because it was. First of all, it took them a second to kind of. Yeah. It was like they were listening to me before <laughs> I said anything, you know. Wow. And then it was a. A person of uh, uh, a foreign person on the other line, and then he started asking me very personal questions like social security numbers Uh-oh. and you know nothing about the the actual Apple computer, you know. And I was <laughs> like, I just hung up on him. And what's okay. crazy is they get your number because he kept calling me back. Yeah, what? He, and it yeah. Just, I just kept sending him a voicemail, but he literally kept calling me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, 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 for like I, a good two weeks. I like to pick up where you were where you left off. Mm-hmm. And I actually got that too. Um, you know, the malware thing is a big deal. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. a lot of uh, Big Brother stuff. But, you know, the thing is, is that right now, our, our youth is getting so much news from social media, media. Yeah. specifically, where Twitter is faster than CNN, it's faster than ABC.com, yeah. sure. it's faster than traditional news outlets, and our youth are not looking at traditional news outlets. Dan Rathers don't really exist anymore. Yeah. And so, on top of that, there's such a super saturation mm-hmm. of the hot topic breaking news stories that are covered by all the sure. news outlets, MSNBC, yeah. Fox News, CNN, and so on and so forth. They're covering the one story so much that unfortunately there is almost a content fatigue which induces a boredom. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And initially when places like The Onion first came out, they were mockumentary places and they made it very clear that they were mockumentary but now it's like the cloak is is deeper than the dagger Mm -hmm. so it's to the point now where we are getting lost in what is real and what is not what is a minutiae and what isn't and I do believe that there is probably a certain amount of percentile of fake news that did indeed sway the election whether the the powers that be want to admit it or not it's it's a fact I also see why the youth turned away from um, the news networks if you look at CNN and like I'm liberal but you look at CNN and it's so far to the left that they're just as ridiculous yep. yeah. as Fox is yeah. to the right so I kind of wish like Noam Chomsky had a channel you know what I mean like people like that who have been doing critical news for years and years and years well who would have thought like after all these years of hardcore news that TMZ would be most people's news source now yeah. I mean I hate to say it That's but like true. if it's not on TMZ a lot of it's times not when official, I see something yeah. it's not official <laughs> I'm and like oh they didn't die in they didn't report it all these death holes I'm like oh yeah if it's not on TMZ I'm literally on TMZ to see if it's not at the top if it's not there I'm like oh it's not true Harvey didn't We've become this uh, society that wants a live camera and and just seeing it as it happens. But the problem with that is, like we said, with the Facebook videos, okay, you see a portion of it. And then it becomes all these assumptions. And then you see one person repost it with an assumption. Now that becomes, well, no, he did shoot her for this reason. And and it it gets dragged like that. And that's why it's really important, uh, you know, to do your research and to check the story. Whatever the story is, put it in Google again. And then start paying attention to the sites. And you'll see a real news story will have hundreds and hundreds of different sites picking it up. Something that's kind of scamish. it'll be like the top three and you'll see the same the exact same um, headline, headline yeah. repeated yeah. over and yeah. over again. Also typing in uh, companies and with the word scam also help, uh, comes, comes up, up because there yeah. are websites that actually help you uh, determine what is real and what is not. So. If yeah. it's on Black Hollywood Live, it's official. Holla. 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 It's a real story. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for y'all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's, that was a great, that's actually a great story, though, um, straight up, because it's making me think about a lot Wait, of Wait, but what were you going to say about the LGBTQP? Yeah. Well, no, RST. I mean, not that they're that? adding, uh, I did see that, but the reason I was like, ooh, because it's part of the research of, like, figuring out where things have come from and, like, what does that mean? And it's because there's actually some research and articles going around right now about, the about what pedophiles actually are and why they should be actually classified as a sexuality orientation, sexual orientation. By putting that with gay people, well, you're setting what, uh, everything down. Well, it's, it's, it's insanely insulting but, yeah. to gay people to put that in there. And it's also the beginning of like the conservative clampdown. Because yeah. as Trump said, I'm not going to mess with um, gay rights, but everyone he's picked for his cabinet post is very anti-LGBT, well, we're whatever chat the about rest that of the things are. Yeah. And I mean, like that made me feel very uncomfortable. Like, growing up, obviously, I grew up in a different age, but working at like the Boys and Girls Club and things like that, like I felt uncomfortable and I knew I'd had no reason to feel uncomfortable but it was more society that made me feel uncomfortable because their vision of right. oh well you're gay you can't be around kids what? and yeah. if you don't think this <laughs> yeah. is a big deal you're not like I, I, I'm not part of the LGBT community but this is about civil liberties and mm-hmm. civil rights and this is super important um, for all of us because I, I feel like I was talking to someone who's uh, gay and they were like well I'm just I'm just concerned about the gay rights oh he's fine on that he's fine um, you're forgetting about everyone else in, in the pile just like I feel like uh, black people should also be aware which hopefully we are of different communities and what's going on with them it's not just about our one little insular group I just think it's like when you 
when you say the term civil rights, it's just like that's actually ridiculous that we even fighting for that. Wait, that's did you crazy. see the Michael Shea black? Like, that's right. what I'm talking about today. Netflix? This is like human. You're supposed yeah. to just know how to be civil. I Come agree. on, that's yeah. that's no. human nature. And the fact that we have to have this conversation, teach <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, well, like, and white well, right. That's just civil like, and absurd. rights are still two different words, and we're still determining what is actually a right versus what is just sort right. of and right. what and what is actually civil. Civil fifty years ago, equal too. There was a really good article on the the t- uh, term politically correct because you know that was like uh, conservatives were like we're so you know yeah. white people and we're so tired of being politically correct but let's face it politically correct is actually just treating people the way you should right. have been treating them all along yeah. I'm yeah. sorry that some people are super upset that other people have equal rights but the, like we have to start stripping away these terms like yeah. politically incorrect makes it seem like oh whatever whatever no yeah. th- it's, we're actually talking about racism and we're going to keep talking about it but there's so many terms also when you go back like I know I've been studying with the Black's Law Dictionary and a lot of the meetings are way different than what we think they are what we were taught they are like what? a lot even the word black really? yeah like there's so many things like just in small little things that I've researched even you know it goes so much in depth about it being more of a status this this thing like like trying to say we're not colors you know what I mean? There's white, there's black. Like, no, we're not colors. We're humans. Yeah. Okay? We're, 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 it's, it's, um, it's one race. It's a human yeah. race. You know what I mean? So the term white and black from what I've, st- I mean, what I've studied so far is that it was a status. Yeah. Yep. It was a social so construct. It, yeah. I, that's what it was. Yeah. The term, I, I personally have never loved that we say we're different races. Yeah. I, I, I can't I, don't, I understand other people are very attached ethnicity, to that. And that's fair I understand enough. ethnicity. Right. We have all different true, cultures. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Things cultures, we practice. Right. Yes. Ethnic groups within that. Right. We are right. one race. We are the yeah. same people. Yeah. Like, that was all part of, I'm sorry, that was all part of, you know, divide and conquer. And it was, a chess game played on us that was incredible because that's how they got us. Have you gotten flack for things? Because I have. Like, people have said, oh, Rachel, you're just, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. No, I'm the crazy one. Um, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I enjoy being crazy because the rest of the world, for some reason, now what's normal is abnormal in this world. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, what I'm, yeah. it's like, no, this is just kind of <laughs> like normal. It's now what's, it's uncommon sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. common sense anymore. It's yeah. uncommon sense. Yeah. It's so crazy. So, that's all. Sorry, I can go on. No, no, no. That's, that's what we be doing that's here. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> you came to the right You're show. You're in the right home. You're in the right home. All right, Corey, where are we get your topics on. Well, I feel like we need to switch it around because you brought up Trump. So we'll just start with the Trump appointments and a Trump update real quick. Um, So as uh, Rachel so kindly mentioned to you guys, Trump is making some interesting appointments. Most of them are old white men. Surprise there. (coughs) Um, One of the big appointments that came out. Okay, so just so y'all know, he has to make some 4,000 job appointments for a variety of positions. Just just so you have that number in your mind and are aware, like, because some people don't really know the depths of which the federal mm-hmm. government's right. run because you're like oh the cabinet like we learned in high school like there's like 12 like cabinet 12 members people, yeah. Yeah. and no there's 4,000 jobs that he is he making appointments for some of which have to be approved by the senate some of them do not um, he made his appointment for treasury secretary this week which was sort of the big one of the biggest news stories of yeah. the week and it was Steve Munchen I believe is how you pronounce the last name Munchen. I keep saying it wrong um, he was Wall Street banker for 17 years. He worked at Goldman Sachs. Goldman um, Sachs, by the way. Goldman, Goldman Sachs. Sachs. And for those of you guys that Are you don't, guys surprised by that? I mean, well, it's not about surprise. It's sort of about this idea that, like, it's really funny because he was, uh, they were, I don't want to say it was Van Jones. It was somebody like Van Jones. But they were talking about how the, the wool was really pulled over people's eyes. And it's really sad that you're seeing... He, even though he technically was saying, like, oh, I'm going to clean the swamp, but at the same time, he was also saying, like, I'm going to use these guys who can make better deals. The guys that he thinks can make better deals are the same guys that have been making deals all along all the along. way, which Thanks. is why we're in the position we're in. Exactly. But yeah. people don't think through that shit, and that's why these people are what in What about positions. the crazy black guy sheriff that he's, a point, he's put up for a position? Um, I should have pulled up his name, but he's got a really weird, weird, it's a black uh, law officer who is weird and conservative and crazy and wants to lock a lot of people up. And you haven't seen this? He, we'll wears, the, he wears the cowboy hat. I have not seen that. He wears the cowboy hat. That sounds like a bad cop show description. Or Sarah Palin for veterans. Like, it's killing me. Like nothing. Those are not confirmed. They're floating, just like, around. They're floating yeah. around. Just okay. like the Mitt Romney thing for Secretary of State is still not David confirmed Clark. or whatever. Um, Anti-black uh, lives matter movement. David Clark. Yeah, this is the the, the African American man. I'm talking about Department of about. Homeland Security. 
Yeah, but, I mean, was that confirmed today? No, no, it's no, not confirmed. Say, he's okay. one of his big picks, so we'll keep it to people he's actually picked. Sorry, he's on a list because there's like a list of all kinds of crazy potentials that are out there, which is very. I mean, he might shoot. He was gonna hire what's his name, the 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 doctor that ran, so he's gonna be in there too. But anyway, for home dude that is now our treasury secretary was also basically responsible for a huge amount of foreclosures and whatnot that happened in 2009 because he took over IndyMac and ran that bank which was failing and turned it into One West Bank which is California guys. So he was actually uh, protested against many times for how many homes he took over from that bank because they were known as the fastest bank to like go down on the foreclosure. So he wouldn't give nobody a chance to keep their house and so he profited a lot off of the horrific crisis of 2008. So he's the person that is now the Secretary of Treasury. Or he's up for, you know... This is all so hard to take. Like, I I was telling these guys earlier, I was talking to a neighbor about the elections, and I started crying today, because I'm still just... I can't... Well, here, this, this is a. This Give me some, some hope, girl. Okay, Give me some hope. hope. Out of four thousand positions, of I got. Right, I got right. hope. No, we ain't done yet. He got some nominations in, y'all. He got three women of color out of four thousand positions. Okay. Oh, oh, splash. Splash. Bam. Is one of them the blind black white supremacists? Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm the, no. the color doesn't matter right no. now because Amarosa also works for him. So no, we cannot yeah. just say. officially appointed to any position yet. But Governor Nikki Haley, who is the uh, South Carolina governor, has been appointed as the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. They said she ain't really, you know, got no history, like, no international relations, like, education. But, you know, she might do a great job because she is <laughs> the child of Sikh immigrants. So All right. She's in That's a plus. And then we got Miss Elaine Chow, who is from Taiwan originally, and she is the transportation secretary, and she had served um, under Bush and so, therefore, she will be great again, perhaps. And she is, you know, from Taiwan. So that makes her amazing. And then the last <laughs> one, <laughs> Seema Verna is also of Indian descent. And she is going to be the administrator for the Center of Medicare and Medicaid Services. So he has appointed three women so far and three women of color. And we should, because he also hired, uh, appointed the Department of Education. Yeah, lady. Department of Education. That was last week, though. Uh, Betsy De- DeVos. Yes, she really believe in charter schools. So the white the the, the, the Amway lady. Yes, yeah. Amway lady. No, yeah. go Google her and her history and and her take on education, and then figure out what to do with your children. If please. you guys know this, what public schools are supposed to be in this country, you might be a little bit concerned that this ain't gonna help well, at all. And, and Mnuchin is Mnuchin is. Let's not forget, right? Wolves are pack animals. Yes. Yes. So we should not be surprised that Donald Trump is surrounding himself with yeah. different yeah, wolves that are. Carnivorous yeah. people in their own industry that yeah. are beyond the adjective shrewd. Yes, they are heartless to a certain degree. Yeah. Stephen Mnuchin, there's a there is a report of that he foreclosed a 90 year old woman because she was almost I think it was 27 cents default yes. on her no. payment foreclosed her. He's straight. So yeah, the, he's straight the end of the day, it's yeah. like there is no wiggle no, room. He's no, a black no. white no and he soul. and no soul. Kind however, soul. however, let's not also get it twisted because we are also part of that artery of at the bottom of the sure. bloodline because Mnuchin, Absolutely. people don't know, was part. Partners with Brett Ratner and Rat Pack Entertainment right. yeah. funded Avatar, <laughs> um, uh, Magic Mike. A lot of these movies that we bought tickets for that may somehow be funneled into the electricity that's paying. You know, it's yeah. we're all that's part of this doing. arterial we're, system. We're all a part of the machine. Uh, we shouldn't be. Living we shouldn't be. <laughs> Surprise! Now, I'm also thankful that we're at a point in our society where color isn't necessarily as much as a conversation where it is the state of mind, like you just said. Because women or of color doesn't really matter. It's all about the perspective. And I'm just going to assume, because I I call a squirrel a squirrel if it runs in a tree, that these three women that were appointed are going to be equally as shrewd as anybody else in this category. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. You can't be in politics and be honest right. and be a, like, you just can't. I'm maybe, sorry. Maybe you can. I mean, maybe you can. To an extent. I, I you can. At some point, at some point, they're going to stop you. In your local election. Yeah. Right. Local. In, in your, even school, then. your local PTA. 
I guess I just yeah, really, I really feel locally, for parents right about now because, like, how do you, uh, what do you, how do you talk to your kids? How do you keep their heads up? Because I know even for me, and I grew up, I'm Gen X, so grew up in a different time. Uh, when my parents moved me from New York City to upstate New York, which was all white, I had to act and behave a certain way so I didn't get shot, you know, up there because it was a bunch of hillbillies and still are. Um, so anyway, the other day I was taking a walk around the hills and a bunch of cars came by and it, it's very white up there. And I just reverted back to the stuff I was doing in high school. I kept my eyes down, didn't make eye wow. contact. Like it was so ingrained for me as a child to yeah. this is how I had what I had to do to survive. The fact that it came back with a quickness um, was was upsetting to myself. You I know, that's part important. of why. Like my dad, I remember since I was, and I'm talking about like five years old. My dad was so raw with me about this world we're living in, about politics, about everything, and he would always say, "It's all bullshit." It's a lot, like they lie and lie and lie to you. You understand? Yeah. So you have to do your research, and it's not about going to the books that they wrote. Right. Okay? There's more research out there. You gotta travel, you gotta do these things. And now that I'm older, I realize everything's like now coming back to Full me, circle. like the past yeah. couple of years. You know what I mean? Like everything he was saying, I totally understand now. Like we just had a whole like hour and a half conversation the other day about the whole um, thing with Trump and a bunch of other things. You know what I mean? So it's just, I think it's important, you know, we have to understand, like, my, right now I have a five-month-old. and You do, girl? You yes. do not look like you just had a baby. Breastfeeding. No, so, you know, what I've seen in just a five-month-old is how much he pays attention to us. Yeah. You know, and even when I'm speaking, it's like, he understands me. I know it sounds crazy, but I, you know, I'll cook and I'm telling him things, and he's so like engaged in but what I'm saying. But by the way, what you're doing is one of the healthiest things you can do for a child, even before they can speak, is yes. to speak to them. Right. right. So I have like a whole full blown conversation. Like now we're cutting the zucchinis. We're about to make celery <laughs> juice. You know, like I do all that. So my point in saying that is that. From the jump, I need you, I need, like, parents need to be honest. Some parents are like, well, he's too yeah. young, he won't get it. No, he will get it, because I got it. When I sat there at five years old and told, my dad told me about him coming from a boat and his mom dying at 17 and him one time doing drugs and almost dying, like, I, I soaked it and I just sat there and admired this man, because I'm like, look at who he is now yeah. and everything he went through, and he's such an incredible person. And I was five. So from the jump, you have to be honest. Our kids need that. You got to stop sugarcoating all this fake stuff, this fake Santa. All, stop. Let's be honest on what everything really is about. Like you can have a ha you can like, you know, give a child the family. You can do that. That's fine. But there also has to be the reality part that I think a lot of parents like, you know, they kind of shy away from for a little while. And it's like, no, my dad told me like, no, we're going to enjoy this. That Santa, this is what it is. And it's just fun and all that. But it's not for you to be like, oh, my God, he doesn't think this. No, listen, yeah, it's I, good I, you're I raising. I was one of the kids who found out that Santa wasn't alive. Oh, but like, my parents were alive. Like, come on. Like, you know, there's a balance you can have there. I was a kid you're talking about crying. I was trying to convince my mom to keep it going for my brother for like two more Years, I was like, I'm trying to keep you it. know, but that's like a wrong example. But you get my point. I'm happy to be honest. Kids, to be honest, we need more parents who are aware. So. And, and well, also, aside from school, I'm sorry. Huh. You know, you know, the school has them for what, like eight hours or something. You know what I mean? Like, and I know it's really hard for parents because there's a system set up where they have a nine to five. By the time they get home, they are tired. Yeah. These yeah. parents are tired. Yeah. They're cooking and doing it. Like, what time do they have with their children to actually be? You know what I mean? Like teaching them, you know, what is actually real and what is not of what they are learning in history and a lot of things. You're super so, fortunate yeah. you had a hands-on dad and, and parents. Yeah. Most, yeah. most parents most are very happy yeah. to, like, let That's the schools school. take yeah, care of it. We can't do that. TV on it we night. can't do that. <laughs> we have to be. What's you know, your background? I'm Ecuadorian and Puerto Rican. Oh, I yeah. miss my Puerto Ricans from New York. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's such a beautiful, vibrant culture in New York Thank with you. Puerto Ricans. Yes, so. but, you know, I just think as parents, we have to have to be more involved. And sometimes it takes, like, I made it a point before I had my child to have my own business. I wanted to be home with my child. Yeah. I wanted to watch all the milestones and be that first person, me and my husband, Aww. that he gets everything from. Like, we are your source. 
here. You mean you yeah. didn't hand your child off to a nanny? Yeah. Yeah. I know. You're right. It's so good. Listen, my child it, is a mile away. He it's knows. so sh- everywhere I go, he goes. You're so shiny and not LA. It's weird. She is photographed. She's on Getty Images with her child on the red carpet at this function. Right. 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 I, I hope that it. you keep some of that the longer you stay here because it does get easier to sort of let. Oh yeah, I've been here since years, and you know, I, I disconnect from that part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a reality, and your home. If your home ain't right, like my husband and my family, that's number one. Everything else comes afterwards. If that's broken, right. what's the point of having everything else? No, agreed. Right. And as long as people understand, a lot of what's need, happening like, here is smoke and mirrors. I know <laughs> there's a lot of smoke and mirrors <laughs> here is. that people believe and buy into, whether it's about the Kardashians or oh, us yeah. sitting here. So it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Really? So you got to make your own. There's, 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 and there's something to be said about how do we talk to our youth? How do you explain to your youth? You don't want your youth to be a liar, a manipulator, a misogynist, a cheater. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. All these things that our commander, in, our, yeah. our commander in chief elect is going to be. That's right. why so I'm don't do that. But, but dad, I want to be president. Every son wants to be president at some point in their life. It's like I'd like to be president. That evolves. But how do I? Explain? tell my son to not no, do the things that the commander is doing. It's such a dangerous precedent, especially when a teenager asked, um, what's her name, Kelly, the blonde woman who is Trump's spokesperson, he asked her, how, how do you feel as a woman working Killian. for someone who was accused of yeah. sexual yeah, yeah, calm, stuff? Yeah. He shut it down. She shut it down and was basically like, that's disrespectful of you to even ask that what? question. And it's like, no, this is a yeah. teenager who actually wants to know how as a woman, you and you could have given an answer, you know, yeah. but instead of making him feel bad that he's asking an inappropriate question... Because that made me think, uh-oh, we're getting to that age, time and age in, in our country where, like, just asking the wrong thing, maybe, you know, put you in the gulag. Well, you questions. could take it as, okay, yes, Trump is a hot mess with, like, everything out there. But maybe what the balance is, because a lot of times what happens is, okay, so awful shit happened. Suddenly, a black man could be president. Like, out of all of the awful shit that was happening, suddenly a black man could be president. But, whoa, that was a lot for a whole lot of people. So now it's, like, jumping onto the other side all the way over there. And before Trump came along, many people would say myself included, I could never run for president because everything that's in my closet would come out and ruin it for anybody because everybody had to live (laughs) under this mask of perfection, even if they weren't perfection as we saw with Bill Clinton and many of Give us an example of what's in your closet. Whatever. (laughs) This fabulous fall coat. Exactly. Just just curious. No, but what I'm saying is is that, yes, Trump is an extreme and it's awful and it's terrible and it's horrible and I'm always trying to find the silver lining in the conversation, (laughs) but perhaps that it is the leap to that extreme because we were over here and at some point it, it, the balance eventually comes because it has to come back at some point. No. And so that now sure, if he could be president, yeah. yeah, maybe I, you know, smoked something that I wasn't supposed to and went to jail once, but I'm still an amazing person and have great ideas and I can actually be president, which will give a different perspective than we've ever had before because previous to this Trump situation, that person could have never risen in the ranks right. to ever yeah, have true. been considered. Yeah, that's the only yeah, thing I took from it. Like, who that's inspiration. Really is. Yeah. Like, Donald yeah. Trump can become Shit president. Anybody. Yeah. 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 I say that more about Donald Trump than I would have said about Obama. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. That's a true statement. So, I want to throw this in really quick because I know we got to move on to other subjects, but another big um, person uh, person that he's appointed that's making a kind of an uproar is James Mattis. Yes. Uh, because he is the Secretary of Defense. And now they're saying to take the job, Mattis needs Congress to actually passed a new legislation uh, to bypass a federal law stating that defense secretaries must not have been on active duty in the past seven years. But he actually retired in 2013. Now, what's scary about him is that he has the same kind of mindset as Trump has against uh, foreign policies. And um, he, you know, he's known as a really diligent military leader, but they're saying that the way that he feels about the Middle East is very similar to the way that Trump feels about Foreign relations and, and but a that's lot of what you things. do. Yeah, like you hire who has your agenda in yeah. check, and like that's what you hire. So. I like that Petraeus is going to have to check in with his parole officer. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fact. That's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. yeah, it's true. Actually, mm-hmm. Petraeus. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, poor dude. God. He was just trying to get it in one good time. And he thinks that we need to have a tougher stance in the U.S. as Trump. They does. all whatever think that, we need to have means. a tougher stance. Whatever like, that means. Whatever. We're, the the whatever. extensive conversation that could go on forever, but we can. Continue yeah. to give you weekly yes, updates we on what the hell is going on because that that's what subject. we do. Yes. Um, so I'm going to end my stories on a positive story. At least I think it's a positive story. So out of all of the fuckery has come some street <laughs> art. <laughs> so 
There is a street artist in Oklahoma by the name of Tatiana, girl, I'm a mess your last yeah, name. Fazlalizade? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I generally try to do better, but that's a whole lot of letters. Um, so she... Uh, <laughs> stop, guys. She's a lot of really all, It's a lot. I was like, whoa. And I can't even see for real, and I can't use my iPad right now. Okay, guys. So she has this amazing work of art that she put up in Oklahoma. Basically, she went um, home for the holidays, and she had been feeling like, yo, I, I really need to do something after this election. And this was sort of a combination of work that she had already done and also a picture of her mother that she drew. And she posted it on the side of this building in Oklahoma City where um, basically Oklahoma has voted Republican since 1968. So she wanted to put it in a space where those people who have always voted Republican would actually be seeing it all the time. And um, she said, quote, I wanted to make something in a very Republican state that was a challenge to whiteness. So I used a couple of recent drawings, one old drawing and a drawing I did the day before installing this of my mother to put together a diverse group of people. This piece was done specifically to challenge whiteness and the accepted idea of who and what America is. And the piece has the pictures of the uh, diverse group of people, and then there's a quote that reads, America is black, it is native, it wears a hijab, it is a Spanish-speaking tongue, it is migrant, it is a woman, it is here, has been here, and it's not going anywhere. So shout out to you, girlfriend, because yeah. yes. it was beautiful. The quote, I think, is beautiful. And hey, you know, out of and there's been a few other like street artists doing a lot of things around the country. And uh, I'm gonna give I, Oklahomans props for not putting a swastika on that. Well, yet. That, well, right. that, well, well, we don't, don't know. Don't say that too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It just came out. Thing. It just yeah. came out. Yeah, she literally just put it up. Yeah. And she's she actually commented that she's very aware that it may be defaced or whatever. Right. So yeah. check oh, it out. I had like, my yeah. first like racist experience in Oklahoma. It was... Wait, your first in your life? Like, no, like, this was years ago. But I'm, like, it was, like, my first time, like, full, like, really experiencing it. And, like, I was just, like, I felt like I was in a twilight zone. Like, it was so crazy. Uh, Me and my husband and his cousin, we were in Oklahoma. We were just driving, so we were just there for a night to, you know what I mean? Like, sleep. So we were like, well, let's go out, whatever. We're here for one night, whatever. It's boring here, you know? You see my face when you said that? As a black person, I'm like, when yeah. I'm shooting a movie there, my co-workers are like, let's go so out. I'm like, no, I've never, We've never <laughs> been there. So there was nothing to do. So it was a strip club. So I'm like, screw it. Let's just go to the strip club then. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's safe. There's always a strip club. I would club. think that's safe. Hey, right? I'm like, let's Everybody go so have some drinks, things. whatever. Yeah. So we go. We get on the line. And the guy's like, um, you need two IDs to get in. And we're like... Oh, we're just here from out of town. We're just here for the night. Like, we just, you know, want to have some drinks and have a good time. Like, um, I don't think anybody really carries around with two identifications, you know? And he's like, yeah, well, you need two IDs to get in. Oh, and we're so like, two per person? No, two. Like, I need two. Yeah, two per person. Two per person. Yeah, sorry. So then, um, next thing you know, it was these white kids come in, and then um, he lets them in with one ID. So my husband's like, um... Sir. He's like, um, I just noticed you let them in with one ID. So I'm just, he's like, yeah, I'm not letting your kind in. Wow. He said that straight he said, up. Straight up. And I was like, oh, okay, it's time to go. Yeah. Right. So, right. yeah, my husband's like, wow. all right. So I'm like, yeah, let's go because this is where we'll get chopped up and nobody will ever find us. Yeah. yeah. By like, the way, just leave them let's go. She's not I'm wrong. Not like, like, what you I'm not even, listen, I'm from the hood, okay? okay? Yeah. But you got to know when it's not your hood, right. okay? Right. You know when to exit. No, exactly. that's, that's kind like, of why I was my not, eyes went down because I know that I could disappear like that. Yeah. That's so what I, I mean. I mean, we were just like, you know what? I got you. We're cool. Yeah. yeah. And one of the, it's cr- curious, because did you know that Connecticut has a huge um, KKK yes. population? Really? Was very and the one, there. yeah, which Connecticut, by the way, which seems like just white people live in big houses there. No, it's a racist hotbed in the one yes. place. I had many racist experiences, but I was attacked in with my co-stars in a bowling alley in Connecticut with bowling balls coming what? at us because I was me and a Jewish guy and a Spanish guy and an Irish girl were all together. Wow. And so they, they started flicking the Jewish guy's nose and no. And then it was just like a big ball, barf, you know, b- bowling ball fight. And all I kept thinking was continuity. Don't mess with my face. <laughs> all of us, we were working on a movie and we were like, don't damage our faces, racist. Um, so it can happen anywhere, not the backwards. No, yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. But it was just my, like, I've never been there. That was just my first time just really like in my well, I mean, face. for them to blatantly like, say Like he you know had, I mean? he didn't kind, care. He yeah. was like, and then uh, my husband, kind, oh, my yeah. husband said it's like that. He was like, yeah, it's like that. I was like, yeah, let's go. 
They didn't wow. let me in a bar in upstate New York with my passport, which I was like, it's a higher thing than a driver's license. Yeah, guys. it's more official. We don't know what it is. I'm like, I know well, you don't, you hillbilly. Wow. <laughs> Unfortunately. In, in second grade, my, my, my principal took my referral. I'll never forget this. Remember, like it was yesterday. He pulls a, a black box, a brushed black box seal with a silver latch. He pulls it out from under his desk. He opens it up. He says, you see this here? He takes my referral, which is a carbon pink copy. He says, I'm going to put this here in my nigger box. And I don't want to see you in here anymore because I don't want to keep filling up my nigger box. Wow. The reason I know this is second grade because the following year I moved to Mexico City, which was third grade. In Mexico City, I was there for five years. I never heard nigger, spick, wetback, mullion, eggplant, never heard any of that. I came back when I was 16, got thrown into the public school system, and I found out what the word nigger was and what it meant. And that's when I realized, holy shit, in second grade, my principal. Wow. Right. So you, never, I, you never told your parents when you went home? You never mentioned it? I mentioned it to them when I, in my late teens at some yeah. point in conversation. No, I mean, at yeah, that point. I mean, like, this is early, early yeah. elementary school. But this is where this is upstate Rochester, New York. Wow. You know what's funny? My parents hit me to what it was going to be I like. high school, by the way. They, my parents. <laughs> in Fairport. When oh, we Fairport. lived this in upstate, they hit me to what it was like. I wanted to go to a school dance when we moved up there. My parents said, no, they'll riot and they'll wow. string you guys up. And I thought, why'd you move us up here? <laughs> but I think it's super important for, again, parents to start educating their children and that these things are important and no joke because there was a story this week about a girl was having a 16 year old was ha- or 14 year old was having a party and they were decorating cupcakes and the main birthday girl was Jewish and her friends put schwa stickers on the cupcakes because they thought it was funny so it's that. super duper important for parents wow. to talk to your any age children yeah. Yeah. about what's appropriate what's inappropriate and also like she said you gotta know it's not a matter of cowering down it's just you gotta know when to, to when to push Sometimes it and when not right. and I would have went like you and left yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, to continue this pleasant talk of racism, <laughs> uh, I have an interesting story, and actually I'm upset because it's one of my favorite chain restaurants because I'm from Ohio, the Olive Garden, if any oh, of you know yeah. about that out there. It's not you the, did the, not the, the best, best, say the, the Olive Garden is your favorite. The best garlic breadsticks and salad, don't get it twisted. I'm just saying. It's best Chick-fil-A now. I mean, I mean it's Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A is a different monster. But Okay, so to, to continue the racism talk, there is a comedian by the name of Ricky Smith. He is known for founding the Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere Project. So he and four of his friends went to the Olive Garden on Tuesday night, thinking they were just going to have some breadsticks and some salad and a couple, you know, chicken parms. And uh, they're chilling in there, and they get a black waitress who comes over to them, is taking their order. There's a lot of conversation that's going back and forth, and apparently it's revealed from the black waitress that she doesn't like to serve her own kind because they don't tip. I've heard this oh. multiple. And actually, I, I, someone, that heard, three I mean, of us listen, at this table know. Yeah, but like, I tip 30% because of this funny thing. I've I was a waiter in this town for a lot of years. I'm going to tell you straight up. My first job in LA was in City Walk at Jillian's, and I used to hate waiting. I on love Jillian. I used to hate waiting on Mexicans. I used to hate waiting on blacks. I used to hate waiting on minority groups because that is the sub blue collar level financially and the sub blue collar level of those ethnic communities. They're ratchet. They don't behave properly. They're rude. They're demanding. They're self entitled, and they don't tip. I'm sorry. Not stereotypes to make are based it gross on facts. I mean, stereotypes are based on facts. No, but the stereotype. That's fine. I give no fucks. I'm telling you my experience. No, but I give no fucks. I'm passing. Massive generalization. Yeah, but you said all. You said all. I said all. I don't like. I didn't like waiting on him because of those things. So. So I'm not standing up for the girl, but I get it. Though. Courtney, I've, I've heard, no, okay. I genuinely have heard this. <laughs> it's like not every Jew, but not every two, Jewish there's still two it's, sides it's to the story. Well, yeah, because so, now he and Charles. Okay, okay so there's two side? sides to the story. So she says that she's. So he went to the manager, and the manager said, "Listen, he said, listen, I'd like a different waitress. I'd like a white waitress. I don't. She doesn't want to serve us. Cool, we oh, want somebody Lord. else." The manager told them. <laughs> Uh, well, white girls love want this waitress. Because white girls love black guys. <laughs> well, if, if, if you don't want, this, don't want, you don't want this waitress, then leave the restaurant because you're going to have the same waitress. So words were exchanged. The black waitress says that the, the Ricky and his group were, were uh, rowdy and, and causing havoc. The police were called. Ricky refused to leave the restaurant until the police actually got there because wow. he said, I haven't done anything. You know, He's documenting everything on Twitter, uh, sending out different messages. He, he said he Ubered over there. He didn't have a ride, so they were all in the parking <laughs> lot waiting for the police to get there. The police get there, and the police actually say, 
hey, you know, it seems to be calm here. It does. It seems to be two different sides to the story, but Ricky Smith and his posse don't seem to be causing any havoc after they've talked to a lot of people who are sitting around them. So apparently right now, the case is under investigation. Um, this is one of the tweets that, uh, that Ricky was posting while he was waiting, <laughs> waiting for the police. He said, and we took an Uber out here, so we were just in the parking lot at Olive Garden, hashtag hungry. And uh, this is what Olive Garden executives have said about this. They said, our number one goal is to create a welcoming environment for every one of our guests each day. We take these allegations seriously and discrimination of any sort will not be tolerated in our restaurants. Olive Garden Executive Vice President of Operations has actually reached out to Mr. Smith to personally apologize and invite him back to our restaurants to make things right. Oh, he gonna get so The employees involved have been placed on leave pending the outcome of the investigation. So, but also she has she has a sexual harassment um, case against him now. Against him, what? I want because know what she Courtney said has she's to upset say. because she's saying he's saying all this stuff off of one comment. But she, the real attitude came from he was making inappropriate commentary. So she started being wise back with him, and like so now she's putting this she's bringing these charges against him now. Courtney, Courtney, mm-hmm. Courtney. Oh, I, I, I hope she videotaped it or something then because it's going to be hard it's to a prove. Mess. It's, it's a, a hot mess. It's a hot mess. You, see, that's why I just stay at home and pray because y'all all fucked up. <laughs> because in the end, like... Because it sucks. Because, like, don't get me wrong. I'm fully aware of the freaking stereotype, which is why we just had that conversation. The three of us have yeah. been out at restaurants many a times. The service has Straight been up. absolutely awful. Like, awful yeah. to the point of not deserving any tip. Yeah. Like, uh, awful. Was, and still, like, we And still, we over 20%. Yeah. And he'll be like, why y'all tipping at all? Like, yeah. fuck that. I'm not tipping nothing. And I cannot bring it's myself just, to not just, tip yeah, same because I'm fully same aware here. that people that are received that yes. way. Yes. But at the same time, I understand as a server, if you're constantly getting groups of people, but at the same time, there's groups of ratchet white people. It's just what neighborhood you in, so it's it sucks. Is. That was, yeah. I have to say that. And, I'm like, and, and allow me to say that. No, that's not true. Right. Right. Listen, you I said, I've had a lot of we're not yelling because we're still on a podcast. Like, they're about to crash. I'm going to cap my statement before y'all run off with it. And just say that. <laughs> and then y'all can do y'all thing. But in the end, you are still a server. So you are supposed to be there to do a job. Whether you think you're going to get a tip or yep. not, that's, that's life. It. And yeah. it sucks. I mean, and you true. can be pissed off. And maybe you don't do your premiere service that will give you that $100 tip. But you still need to be able to bring my shit to the table. And I'm tired of not getting my shit and still tipping you because I feel bad about this bullshit. I'm done. Y'all can go. And, and drop the mic. <laughs> I mean, right there. <laughs> and, and, no, I just and, mean. And with all respect, I mean, there's, there's, look, there's, there's every, every community, every ethnic group has people that are sure. quote unquote ratchet, that are not considerate, that are not uh, looking at, at my job or her job or their job as, as, as worth it per se, right? Um, but again, stereotypes are based on fact; they don't come out of nowhere. But so it is a generalization for me. We don't have to keep perpetuating them, though. But there's but, a root to but it, the though. People perpetuate it. It comes. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. It wait, wait. comes from pause. It comes. There's a root to it. Okay. Yeah. We can't sit here and say, like, for example, the hood wasn't built. That was a project. There's a reason it's called a project. We were a project. Okay. Yeah. So when you put. You know this little box you have us in that has a liquor store, a Chinese store, a, a, a you know a, a, a you know chicken spot, no or whatever supermarket. you call it, and and nothing that is healthy or anything. The food you eat affect your state of mind and your consciousness. Okay, so Agreed. if you're gonna be sitting here, it's like you put animals in a jungle; they're gonna act like animals. Okay, so we have to. I'm not saying to be you know. Um, you know, have pity or whatever, but we also have to understand that the psyche has been messed with, and that was a systematic yes. thing placed on, on a lot it. of people. That's okay, true. so because of that, we have to be a little bit more sensitive in how we come at our people. Because the truth is, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a mind fuck. It's psychologically they were messed up by being in that environment. When I was in New York, I was an aggressive person. Now when I go back, I'm like, yo, what is wrong with God? <laughs> like, why you so mad? Right. I just said good morning. What right. the fuck? Dude, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's, it's, but I saw when I came out and then went back in, I was just like, what, what is going on here? How you've yeah. been conditioned yeah. to right. sort of and be defensive straight to be off so the bat. so defensive, yeah. and I looked at my husband, I said, was that us? He's like, yeah, yes, that wow. was us. Yeah. No, me too, as a New Yorker. You know, so because of that, like, even, you know, I, and I get it too, like, I'm not going to lie, I was one that would be like, I ain't tipping, I go based on service, you know, yeah. but now, you know, I just have to really... We have to nurture our people a little bit more. I think we turn our backs on each other a 
just too much. Too, you know what I mean? Very quickly. Yeah. Judgmental on like, but they act. Yeah, I was that ratchet bitch one day too. Okay, yes. and did I you, had to clean up my act. Did you funny. ever ask any of the people? Sorry to interrupt, yeah. Courtney. Uh, if if because uh, I bartended years ago in New York and stereotype da 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 da. I would say to people sometimes, there's something wrong with the service? Because it's customary to tip 20%. And no, that didn't often get me my 20%. <laughs> well, you know what, but well, my point well, was, it is customary, I, bitch. I, 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 I have asked that question, but that's a very combative question. But I've also had this experience where, like, I ain't ordered no drink crocodile. Hey, you order some crocodile? <laughs> I ain't ordered this shit. Yeah, but that could so, be any hillbilly. So I know, but, 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 no, but what I'm saying too. is that, like, but what I'm saying is that, like, I think it's rooted in ignorance ultimately. Well, yeah. it's, and, thank and so, you. Yeah. But, but again, yeah. but the ignorance, which is rooted in what you were talking about, which leads into the stereotype, which leads into the social conduct, which leads into the perpetuation. Yeah. But, but we I'm have not to do better. Like, but yeah, but like this, you have to like. I even tell my family they live, you know, they still, you know, in the hood and everything, and then you know. They're all just like, well, it's hard to eat healthy here because we don't have the resources. Then go out and go to mm-hmm. it, okay? Right I now, I travel to go to my food shopping, okay? Absolutely. I travel yeah. like about 15 miles. Yeah, because... Such a good point because it's not... I mean, for some no people, they can. They don't have time, right? There is right. a small percentage yes. who are overworked and don't really have time. Want it. But I agree. Like, if you'll... you'll People will dissect the housewives it like it's this, but you won't read a newspaper to educate yourself. Or in this yeah. circumstance, you're right. So you you're, know what? You're it's not time. in your block. Then you know what? Right. It's on 70th Street and Broadway. Go hop down. I wish she was Secretary of State. No, the funny thing is, no is, uh, housing and I, urban development yeah. replacement education. Now I do have a friend actually, ironically, works at the Olive Garden in Burbank. Shout out to James Lawson. Thank you for that uh, Parmesan two weeks ago. But he did tell me. Yes, James. I was like, how do I know that name? You know. But he did tell me that unfortunately, the people of color do not tip. He said he'll have a party of like eight, right? And they'll, they'll have a hundred dollar wow. bill. And he said he'll get three dollars. And he's a good, he's a good no. server. You, you know can't put I mean? a gratuity it, on that? No, I guess yeah. not. Well, I was going to say with eight. He said they just started. They just started. He said that they, they, not every place has to honor it. Well, wow. Can we just be like Europe and not tip? Like, can y'all just pay y'all servers and like change the price? Because Pay your servers, up the price of the food, and if you can't afford to eat there, you won't be going there anyway. Like, you don't tip McDonald's drive through like, hey, thank you so much for this girl. See, that's the thing. Like, a lot of people don't know. People are like, 20%? Oh, it's 20%? I thought it was 15. When did it become 20? Like, a lot of people don't, right. people don't know they're supposed to tip doormen. People don't know they're supposed to tip people that bring their You're mailman. You're like, supposed to tell your, 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 you your, your, your mailman? You, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. You get you're, a package, like, suppo- especially if it's not a big. Not all the time. just like, out here giving out money. No, yeah, but no. That, in terms of, if you look at tipping culture or whatever, yeah. like, there's when all kinds does of people. Service. And I pre- consider myself pretty well knowledgeable. Me too. stuff on there. I was like, me too. But if people are looking at me like, see, that black girl don't tip, but I had no idea. I had no idea. But people should know that the reason so we have to tip our waiters and wage servers is they make $2 an hour. They don't make any money. They make See, literally I, I, I $2 an hour. I started tipping after my hour. friends that are waiters. They would be like, no, Jen. Like, and, I, and then I felt bad. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So even You have to educate. And, yeah. and also, like, I, was, I was ignorant. Tip on massages. Like, if you can get a Thai massage oh, or an hour and a half Thai massage for $30, <laughs> that means you should probably be tipping 20 yeah, you tip on, on top. The price should be. <laughs> I didn't say a happy tip. ending. <laughs> <laughs> but also on the that you ain't got a tip, honey. You on, the, oh, oh. On, on the opposite side of that, I've had some really dope servers who, when I was, you know what I mean, younger, like they would see the group that I was with and they would kind of assume, like, okay. They probably don't have a lot of money. They wanted to come out and no, get some sure. drinks. And you could sense that they knew that, but they took extra good care of us. Like, And, di- and you could tell it wasn't about the tip. They knew what kind of... They they knew what we they knew what we were capable. They saw the items we were menu ordering off the menu, and so I think Three people and, sharing a plate. You know what I mean? So it's like in that, <laughs> go, you know what I mean? Where they could have been upset and been like, "Oh, I ain't gonna get a tip," because I've had those waiters too, where they're like, "Oh, they ain't gonna tip me shit." So then the service starts becoming shitty, and then it's like, "Well, bitch, I ain't gonna come back here when I do get some coin." Right. So, so the, the problem goes back to education, right? We have to uh, people have to be educated, educated. so they know what to do socially, yeah. so that we can break the programming because the waitress is just as programmed yeah. yeah. as the guy exactly. sitting at the yeah. table. Oh, yeah. No, that waitress yeah, yeah, yeah. has a lot of. I mean, she's right to go. Okay, there. I don't get as big tips from my own people, but at the same time, it's a very self hatredy, racisty kind of thing to say. 
Well, to, I mean, but I also really do wonder what the story was because I do wonder if him and his boys were made like a sly comment, or and she was like, "This is why I don't like serving black people." Like, yeah, and I it could have been as campy been, as that. Both sides, and he could have been irritated and turned it into something like. I mean, I don't know. You, you know what I mean? But I mean, I've heard it before, and to hear you, you know, she, what I mean? he could have been like, he could have been like, "Damn, girl, you looking good," and that could have. Those eyeballs could have hurt her in a way. You never know yeah. what kind of war she's fighting. Well, girl, you right. could not wear your hooters, honey. <laughs> Don't wear hooters. All right, well, we're actually, since we've run out of time, we're going to skip the last topic. We're going to go ahead and talk about um, All Our Dysfunction DVD, hey. which you guys are here to represent. So I had the pleasure of going to see the movie, and it, it yeah, was excellent. I was at the premiere. And uh, and after party, got my gift bag. Uh, lots of treats in there. Uh, you know, I love a good gift bag. Um, excellent movie. In fact, you know, it's funny. I was going to tell you, I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes because I go there all the time to just kind of reference things if I should yeah. go see it. 85%. Yeah. Yeah. 85%. Congratulations. 85%. That's huge. That's huge. You deserve two claps for that. Hey. So y'all don't know. I mean, feeling it. He acting in it. Yeah, you tell everybody know about your characters, sure. why they should go see it, um, everything. Fast version. Uh, so All Out Dysfunction, uh, my name's David Bianchi. I wrote it, I produced it, and I play the character, one of the leading characters, Tyrell. This lovely lady sitting next to me is Miss the gorgeous Miss Jen Pinto, who plays Pleasure. Uh, the <laughs> movie is basically... It. Um, she crushes it's, it. It's... It's the story of six dysfunctional Hollywood types that all live in a mansion, and everything that goes on goes nuts. It just goes bananas. It's it's a it's a it's a comedic look at the underbelly of Hollywood. Yeah. Basically, Absolutely. in a really zany sort of dark cult comedy kind of way, um, and there's a lot of racist undertones oh, and bigot yeah. undertones. Yeah. And yeah. I basically take stabs at every racial group. I yeah, take stabs at everything. It's full of hilarious one-liners. And if you're into dark cult comedy, it's definitely a movie for you. Um, you know, 85% Rotten Tomatoes. And and now the DVD and the Blu-ray is available. Yes. You can order it on uh, Amazon Prime um, to get the DVD or the Blu-ray. Also, Target, uh, Best Buy, Walmart. Um, we just started. It just released in Ireland in the UK and also Australia at the end of the it's month. Huge, we man. got UK um, fans. And digital is nationwide. So Apple TV, uh, Amazon On Demand, Google, Xbox, uh, Dish Network, um, Voodoo. I mean, there's nowhere where you can't find it. So yeah. awesome. all out dysfunction. Please support your independent filmmaker. What's your character uh, like, Miss Fabulous? She's feisty. You are, uh, no, you're fabulous. Um, um, so I play Pleasure. She's uh, basically a porn star webcam girl. <laughs> Yikes. Um, How LA? <laughs> oh my god, were you pregnant when you were shooting it? Or you no, shot it before? this was way okay, before okay. I was pregnant. That right. actually would have been hilarious. <laughs> I know. My like son cannot watch this film. Um, no, but it, you know, it, it's a very, very deep character. You know what I mean? And she has so many layers to her. She and does. at first, she comes out as this really ratchet, crazy, sexual. You know what I mean? Being, and then as the movie continues and it unfolds, you kind of just see the layers coming off of her, and. I won't reveal too much, but basically you start to get an understanding of why she is the way she is. I think we have a, a habit as people of, to judge people but not knowing what their past and what their agreements are. We all have agreements based on what we've been through in our lives, our relationships with people, our friendships, our parents, our schooling, a- environment. Every little thing molds us into what we become and the decisions we make. Girl, so you better write a book. Instead of... Oh, <laughs> really? Uh, no. So I'm, instead of doing that, I think instead of, you know, you know, with relationships, with friendships and anything, it's a matter of saying not be like me or why are you this way. It's I want to understand who you are and why you became how you became. Then we receive people a little differently. We won't get as offended with things. We won't take it so personal because, like, well, you know what? It really has nothing to do with me. That is something about her that is a trigger that somebody hit, you know? Right. Pleasure has a lot of triggers, you know? And at the end, it just kind of all comes out, and she lets the world know, like, this is why I am the way I am. And you kind of, in the beginning, it's like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? And then afterwards, you kind of, you you have sympathy for her, and you feel for this girl. And she's a a businesswoman. Character who's who on just could stay on the surface, but you you yeah. wrote a deep the character yeah, and you played it. I was say, the pleasure character that I wrote is that you know stereotypically she's very ostentatiously black, you know. But what essentially what it is is that it's a defense mechanism right. that she uses to keep people at a stiff arm in the adult cinema world, right. in a white Hollywood to protect yeah. herself. And when she gets into a sexual encounter with someone that confesses that hey I love you. That's when everything yeah. falls down. And she decides for the first time in her life not to just be honest with herself, but let me be honest with this man for the sake of him. Yeah. You know, where she, let where me save you from me. Because <laughs> right. I'm still broken. You know what so I mean? The, the film's got 
could pull Listen, if you guys, people are watching don't understand, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes is huge. You know, it, it started a movie last night with Jeff Bridges that had 13% on mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, Listen, there's right? there's one about to come out that is a big blockbuster that got like 33%, expected 33%. Aww. So, you know, yeah, and 85% I just think it's, a, it's a good movie as far as in a lot of people also in Hollywood. I think we don't see the dark side. Yeah. You know, we kind of shy away from it. Um, you know, we know about it, but we don't visually see it or ever. Have you know? Yeah. Why did this yeah. happen? And this shows it. Like, it's your raw nitty gritty. Like, listen, if you don't make it, you might end up like. Well, yeah. Like are we, you we had a full conversation when we left that movie. The one of my friends who I went with, and it was like we were like, man, I need a drink. Like, this is. <laughs> this is real. Shit. It's real. It's are you, raw both, are you both based out here now? As yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been LA. here for six years. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I, I live and work out of Studio City, so. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so we got to wrap it up, but where can fans find you? Well, first, okay, so just once again, they can get it everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, just just go anywhere online. All out dysfunction, spelt with a K, and uh, and you'll find it. And, uh, you know, support independent filmmakers. Thank you, Black. And Hollywood it's available, available now. Like, it's I can available get it now. now. Yeah, okay. the, the Blu-ray and the DVD, you can order Prime for the holidays. If you got, you know, adult people in your world, this is not <laughs> yes, for the children. not for the children. And I will admit that. Please do not let your children see <laughs> no. this film. I do not want a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> and then where can you personally, they can find you on email. Or, yeah, yeah. You, or I, email, at Twitter, at David Bianchi, Instagram. Don't email them, please. Email me. Wait, wait, say that again, because we were talking, we want to hear. Twitter, at David Bianchi, B-I-A-N-C-H-I, Instagram, D-Bianchi-SAG, and you could just Google David Bianchi, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, Jem Pinto, J-E-N-N-P-I-N-T-O, Pinto like the bean. I just have Instagram, at Jem Pinto, and my website, jempintomovement.com, because I'm a movement bro. Yes, for reals. I'm everywhere at Stuart Starlet, guys. Jesse. Boom, everywhere, DJ Jesse J. At Rachel True on Twitter, and at True Rachel True on Instagram. At Daryl Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and on The Walking Dead on Sunday nights at AfterBuzz TV. Woo-hoo. And we will see you next week, December 1st. It's here. Christmas month is official. It's I'm one of my first holiday parties starting Friday. So really? Hey! <laughs> early. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Bye! Bye! Bye. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Daryl Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.